The second monitor is a theoretical. Yeah, no, thing. that's that. Uh, I was halfway through saying that, I'm like, yeah, it's technically still a monitor. It's like my, <laughs> it's like my stance of when people go, like, oh, I don't own a TV. You have a Netflix account? Yeah, you have a TV. Mm-hmm. No, I don't own a physical TV. Yeah, that's not something to brag about. That's just saying I don't have the good sense to buy a bigger screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have my, television. My standards of uh, viewership resolution and size are lower than average. Yeah, I I fucking hate people to try and pull the, oh, I don't have a TV, I just stream all of my content from PBS, but then you have a fucking TV! It's maybe not called the TV, but, like, you have one. Hmm? Look, Only I really people... need to not call it a TV. It affects my self-image. Yeah, no, and that's why I hate it. It's like, no, no, you're not better than me for not owning a TV. You just think you are because you don't own a thing. That actually makes me smarter than you because I can sit down on my couch and not, like, boil my stomach with a laptop on my belly and watch a show. Mm-hmm. What do you stream with Netflix? Oh, I watch lots of um, Real Housewives. You're worse than me now! Congratulations! <laughs> At least I watch the edgy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my god, so my roommate pointed out to me, he's like, oh, by the way, Stranger Things starts up again this Friday, and I'm like, fuck! <laughs> I'm going to be socially accepted, expected to watch this show, Oh, I don't no, no, really your, want to. Your podcast expected to watch that show, because I need the um, you, you Jeff need, hot take. Yeah, you need Jeff's venomous vile about the show, Stranger <laughs> I'm Things. not watching a second season of that show. Yeah. It'll just be like me going like, yep, this is still something I don't like. You, on the other hand, will be like, they overused the sound gag! Fuck them! Oh my god, Fuck you're parking them. a car. It's not a jump scare. Fuck you. Yeah. Oh my god. Why is there always dramatic-ass music? Not everything is dramatic! I'm literally gonna be coming off with, like, the high of, like, this is October, and I'm allowed to start watching horror movies and watching, rewatching Higurashi and Corpse Party without people looking at me weird. Or as weird as they typically would. And yeah. I'm going to be going from that and like everything I love in horror. And then I'm going to have to watch stranger things and I'm just going to, it's going to be that like the t- tragedy is that much more when a uh, person falls from great heights. Like yeah. I'm going to go from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. And I'm going to be so venomously, vilely mad. The fall is so much more impressive than what's done from on high. Yeah. No one cares about the fall of the low. Is that from something? Because that is an amazing little line. I think I just made that up, kind of, but I don't know. Oh, I liked it. Hold on to that I have one. Moment, I have moments of great wisdom. <laughs> it goes with my much gold. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 79. Not quite 80 yet, that's next week or the week after if something weird happens. But yeah, 79, totally an important podcast. Uh, Alex is still not here, he went on like a Chipotle run or something. I don't know, he got this real cryptic text being like, be right back at an authentic Mexican food, Chipotle, YOLO, swag, unicorn outfit, Maserati, whatever, and... I just don't ask questions anymore, but yep. that means that I, Mordak, Charlie, whatever names go along with that, and Jeff, Unvader Gur, are your hosts, or whatever the hell our official titles are for this, this week. Co-founders. Yep, that too. <laughs> I really botched this intro this week. Let's keep doubling down and see how far we can go. Yeah, uh, let's see. We're also uh, 
co content creators, I guess. I, we would just keep assigning ourselves titles. Yeah. I need to get some kind of like a performance live audio uh, processing engineer for non podcast related recordings. Um, something like that. Uh, see, you could be, uh, was it primary lead uh, editing developer and uh, branch head? Um, Honestly, whenever I'm asked what I do with something with Susan, I say I'm the idiot that started it. You go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> I wear a lot of hats. <laughs> I wear many hats, specifically two hats that I own and swap reliably, but th yes. they're symbolic as well. Yes, one has a pirate logo on it, the other one has a Bruins logo on it. I guess the third was the metal helmet when I go raiding other people for content. <laughs> go shaking down other YouTube channels. Oh, I wish that was possible. Well, we've had guests before. Didn't we quite have. play out like that, but <laughs> speaking of which, Not if you would yet. Speaking of which YouTube channels that want to uh say hi, please do so. Yeah, if you or want to do the podcast, whatever. let us know. <laughs> We're open to guests. We don't bite much. Mm-hmm. Well, it's hard to through Skype, but don't get me wrong. We have our best oh, we'll, people on the technology. We'll find we a way. Yep. Robot dinosaur arm things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're sending to you a special microphone. Why? Just trust us. Things got like fucking arc flash going all over, and it's just lightning. This appears to be the reverse um, bear trap from Saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put it on, and the microphone goes right in the holder. Yeah, but what's with the rest of it? Don't worry about it. It's a back brace. <laughs> It's put the, it on. It keeps the microphone in place so you get the best audio from the back of your throat with yeah, your it's, it's, skull ripped off. It's got a steady cam system built in for a microphone. For a microphone. We're very in stabilized sound at SWS. Yep. Yeah, please ignore the sound of my air conditioner. I refuse to die. <laughs> I edit that out every week for the most part. <laughs> I've gotten pretty good at overcoming it. But yeah, welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. We're totally a podcast about video games, or yeah. so we claim every week or something. Uh, Nerd stuff. This, I don't say this often enough. The official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. Uh, jokes aside, Alex is out again this week. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with Chipotle Run because we'll piss him the hell off. Yep. I don't but, know why it would. It's one of his favorite restaurants. It is. It really is. That and Treo's Tacos. Yep. Nothing bad's ever happened there. <laughs> but, no so. life-altering disappointments. <laughs> I'd like to see that one. What what happened? Well, the, so so and so was hospitalized. Why? Debilitating terminal disappointment. <laughs> I, I've had that happen to me almost once. Like, I'm trying to remember what it was, but I definitely had a moment where I'm like, I'm so depressed. I want to go to the hospital now. Why? I came in expecting nothing. And I was so disappointed, I'm now, like, suicidal automatically. <laughs> I didn't realize you could get this low this quickly. So I don't even want the depression to be the thing. I want purely the raw, unadulterated disappointment to be physically, like, accosting the person. Uh, it's, it's like the person collapses, cut to the hospital. What happened to this man? He's disappointed. It, it, he like, wanted Szechuan sauce this weekend. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was going to come up. I... Uh, I briefly looked into if I could get to one from New York, and I I love how much of a just clusterfuck that whole thing became. Like, mm -hmm. on, on one hand, shame on McDonald's for daring to try and capitalize 
on a nerd fandom you do not understand. On the other hand, thanks for proving how big, how shitty the hardcore of Rick and Morty fans are, too. Hmm? You waited in fucking line for a sauce from McDonald's. Same. That's just insane. <laughs> that said, I know from firsthand experience talking to friends that uh, I think it was the cooking with Babish or whatever, the guy yeah. who makes things from shows. One of my friends followed through and made their own homemade version of it, which is a lot more accessible. Yeah. And I don't know about the authenticity versus the McDonald's version, but I do know that supposedly that shit's amazing and he put it on everything for like two weeks until he ran oh, out. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm under the impression that says one sauce is quite good. It doesn't change the fact that, like, oh, I wasn't trying to get involved yeah. in that. I'm just, I'm trying to talk mo- all about sauce. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's quite good. Like, it, you don't have that kind of pop culture resonance without like someone being like, "No, this shit was legit. We have to make a joke about it." Mm-hmm. That is true. It doesn't change the fact that like, every story of like poor McDonald's employees being chastised, like, "What do you fucking mean you're out of sauce?" It's like. It's the fucking unicorn thing from Starbucks all over again, where it's like, no, 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 you people. It's like, it's not. The, it's like it's McDonald's fault. It's not the physical location you went to's fault. Yeah. Could they have handled it better? Maybe. But also, you fucking lined up for a promotional edible. Hmm. But I'm You're gonna not go gonna... on a limb and assume that McDonald's didn't institute at least up front rules about how much any person could have. I and then them... proceed to have or. I'm, like, I've read a little bit on the subject. I did not go yeah. through lengths on the subject. I uh, know. I think it's one of those ones where they chose to, to put it in more mystical terms, they chose to invoke a greater creature they did not quite understand, and when it came to their town, it lit it on fire. They thought it would stop the <laughs> bandits, and it did stop the bandits by lighting the town on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, it, we could go into it more, but, like, it's... It's all part of the slow down spiral that is McDonald's, which, like, for the first time ever in its history is actually having, like, no, we're not doing well. We're not mm-hmm. doing bad yet, but, like, we keep getting worse. Like, we are, our sales are dropping. We are synonymous with some shit we'd rather not be synonymous with. Like, all, like, all the negative PR and all the shit people talk about McDonald's is finally catching up with them a little bit. And they, it's like, at least in L.A., we get, like, fucking the kale burger from McDonald's. We're like, oh, we put kale on a burger. And I'm like, oh, you poor fuckers. That was last year's superfood. <laughs> you failed. <laughs> That's last year's superfood. We're all about coconut oil this year, guys. We burned down those kale farms to stop the spread of that poison garbage. It's all about the coconut oil now. I mean, it tastes bad, so it's got to be good for you. At least that's the logic behind kale. I learned the phrase today that there's something called um, decorative kale. I'm like, is that just weeds? Like, <laughs> is it? I I I'm gonna assume that it's just plastic, and it's I, like the flake, the fake plants that they have at like the dentist. Yeah. Except it's on your plate. Yes. Put this garnish around yeah. the meal so you feel better about eating it. It'll give the illusion of being healthy. We sprinkled some decorative kale on top of your ice cream sundae. That makes it healthy. Because kale is a superfood. Mm-hmm. Also, I thought that um, the superfood of the moment was quinoa. 
That's always been a thing. I mean, I appreciate. I'm not sure if you intentionally mispronounced it or not. But I if didn't. You didn't okay. It's pronounced quinoa technically, oh, but quinoa. there's an there's an ad out there that pronounced it quinoa, and I fucking love that. That's how you pronounced it. <laughs> it's, unlike the other stuff, that stuff actually has proven health benefits, and it's fine. Like it's a decent substitute for rice. It mm-hmm. functions the same way rice does, and it's got a little bit of different flavor to it. It's like it's high in protein and vitamins, and I'm like. Yeah, but you're not as good at tasting as rice still. <laughs> rice, despite how bland it is, is a super important cornerstone of so many meals. Yeah. And quinoa can be swapped for it if you're trying to eat healthy. Yep. Remember, if you put four chicken parms on top of a layer of quinoa, it becomes healthy because quinoa is a superfood. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. You heard it here. I am obviously not a nutritionist, therefore I know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Uh, additionally, if you um, was it? If you put a couple layers of penne on underneath, underneath the pasta, but above the quinoa or whatever quinoa, th- this is also additionally a superfood. Yeah. Oh, no, it's kind of like if you used to have a bag of quinoa in your house and order a pizza, it's still healthy for you because the quinoa was in the same area as the pizza. Pizza absorbs the goodness from other foods, hence why it ta- that tastes so good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's enough of this idiocy. <laughs> so how was your week? It wasn't bad. I, speaking of idiocy, I am, uh, and I am in the glorious upstate New York, which means the first time in quite literally half a decade i have had a chance to um gorge myself upon the uh, greatest gift that um fall brings from this part of the world i'm talking cider donuts and apple cider and i'm in a part of the country that has a lot of places that all claim to make the best apple cider donuts so i spent my saturday since last podcast i got up at 8 a.m and went to no less than like seven different places i'm like I'm trying all the apple donuts in this area. Do you have apple donuts? We do, and they're the best. And I now have definitive rankings for the best donuts in my area. Hmm. That's fucking awesome. Oh, and the better part is because this is kind of middle of nowhere, all these places also typically make hard cider. So here's how I I would roll up, get like two get two donuts, get a thing of hot apple cider, consume that, and then go like, hey, do you guys have hard cider? And only one of the seven places I went to didn't have a tasting room. And I'm like, well, I'm going to get back in a car in like 30 minutes. Um, so I'll take the samples. Hmm. How much for a sample of everything? Oh, $3. Here you go. It was a, that is awesome. It was a glorious Saturday. I, I, I don't normally do this, but um, I, if you're in an area that has the what's called the Harvest Distillery... You should fucking go there because their shit is amazing and it's run by really nice people. You can get a tour for pretty cheap there too and it comes with lots of drinking and they make a glorious substance called Applejack which it's the hardest of apple ciders or kind of whiskey made from apples as opposed to traditional whiskey stuff. They also make a damn fine whiskey but that's a separate topic. But unlike lots of other Applejack makers that are kind of making moonshine out of apples... These guys, like, age it and distill it correctly. It's really fucking good shit. And, Hmm. yeah, it's... If you're physically there, you can also buy their, air quotations, illegal version of Applejack that only they can sell, which is not distilled. 
it's uh, it's um, ice distilled, which means they just freeze the water out of it, and that stuff that stuff is amazing. Like if I ever become like a crime boss of great renown, I want like all like desperate offers to be started off with. I brought you a gift. It is the is the it's the um frost distilled applejack from Harvest Spirits. Nice. I see your offering. I will add it to my collection. What is it you ask hmm? of me, an obvious criminal mastermind? <laughs> obvious criminal mastermind by day. That—that that is that—that that is. If you wanted to bribe me with a drink, that like, a bottle of that will be like, okay, who do you want me to kill? Why? Well, you brought me the customary offering for a murder. <laughs> you could have just gone with, like their normal distilled stuff as a favor. The good shit you have to go there for, or find someone that'll go there and mail it to you. This. This is something I cannot just give up. What is it that you wish? Whatever it is you wish, it will be yes. done. Most likely violently. What is it? I'm, not, I'm still very timely. I need to get this murder done and on my way. Like, the don't, don't, ah, don't ah, misunderstand me. The beverage is appreciated, but time, time is valueless. I need to get to drinking this shit. Yeah, I need to get to drinking this. Yeah, no, I... Really nice people that worked there. If you have a chance and you're in the area of the Saratoga Springs area of upstate New York, go fucking check them out. Like it's, I, I've never drank something from a small distillery or a brewery that my reaction to it was, I need to find a way to invest in you people because me just like drinking my liver into a coma is not enough support for you guys. <laughs> like, like how do I buy? like 50% of your company and just be like, here's a shit ton of money. I'll be in a corner never asking for anything except to drink every once in a while. Mm -hmm. How do I pull that just shit off? Yep. Continuously provide me with booze yep. and I will give you advertising funds to expand the brand. Yeah, like, it's, like, it's like I have X amount of money. I want to give you all of the money and like when we're all filthy rich, when, when this place is filthy rich because it's going to be because this shit is amazing, then I want my money back. But like, all I ask between now and then is, like, one of these awesome ice-distilled bottles a month, and you guys just keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. But on the more video gamey topic, uh, the Iron... Well, you, you must have been playing a lot of them now that you have the time. I, yeah, I've been playing some stuff. I've... Reality is I wake up or I have to wake up so early now to get to my job in the morning. It's kind of cutting into my video game time and I'm still a little bit fucked up on the time zone stuff. Like I can't go to bed before one AM where I am, which sucks. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing myself a ton of favors fixing it, but yeah, I I have been playing more of the Destiny two, specifically the Iron Banner is upon us, and therefore it's fun. I I think I'm starting to wane a little bit on Destiny. I, and this is happening a little older than I thought I was going to start waning on it. I, it's it's weird. Cause I like all the improvements they made. There's just not enough stuff to engage with. Like It's why when they had the faction rally, I was super into it. Because it's like, hey, here's some shit you can just kind of keep doing over and over. And I'm like, fucking finally, a constant feeling of progression forward. And like the Iron Banner is similar in that regard. It's, hey, you're building towards a goal again. And you... Like, could you pull this off in a day? Sure. Are you gonna skip work to do that? That's the only way, kind of thing. Or like, you're not gonna sleep tonight. Uh, but whenever I start to win on Destiny, I start playing Warframe, it seems. And I did fire up Warframe again, and... I... 
am very excited for that game's upcoming expansion. They're adding a kind of open world stuff to that game. If that thing doesn't suck, that game may officially be better than Destiny. Which game was that? Warframe. Warframe? I, it's... Destiny 1 and Warframe, you could have a bit of a more fight about it because there was a... While Warframe and Destiny were equally grindy, they both offered a lot of shit to do that was grindy. Destiny 2 has less grindy options, as weird as that sounds. Like, that's not necessarily a good thing. Warframe's... A, Warframe has also been the same game since day one, kind of, and they just keep making it better as opposed to re-releasing it, and, like, that's kind of fucking cool in some weird ways. Like, and... There's less customization in Destiny 2 than there was in Destiny 1, and Warframe's sitting there going, like, look at all the customization we have! Look at all the mods you can put in your armor and your guns and your pet and your ship and your, like, regalia and all that stuff. I, it's... It's got more grind, which I know we joke about how much I like grindy games, but it's a better grindy game at this point. I'm looking, and I look for games like this where it's like, no, I want to put in, like, four hours and maybe not make a ton of progress, but still feel like my four hours were four, four hours of some type of mm -hmm. progress towards something. Yeah, and Destiny 2 does not always have that sensation, but probably in more relevant news... I've also been playing Shadow of War since that came out yesterday as of this recording. Mm-hmm. My roommate picked up that game today. Uh, that game's... Yeah, that game's weird. Oh? That's surprising to hear. Uh, as... as uh, I think the most accurate description I've heard of that game is it's like an orc dating okay. simulator, which is kind of awesome in its own... No. So you played Shadow of Mordor, right? Okay, so the, the big thing in Shadow of Mordor was the whole Nemesis system. It's why we gave it Game of the Year, despite it not being the strongest of games. The whole Nemesis system was this really cool... It promote like, there were special enemies, and if, like, you could control them, or you could, like, influence the hierarchy of the orc army, and, like, people would move up, and people would move down, and, like, if you mind-controlled people, you could wind up with, like, all of your mind-controlled dudes in, like, higher positions of power and shit like that, and some cool shit could yep. go down as a result of that. This game takes that and goes, okay, we're gonna take that concept and expand it to, like, a ludicrous degree, so you're now, like... Let me back up a step. Like, you now look at the orcs in that game like you're on fucking, like, a, a dating profile, being like, oh, afraid of fire, that's interesting. But if something cowers, it gains, it goes into a berserker rage. Oh, that's quite good. Weakness to dogs. Okay, that's good. That's good. There are no dogs next to and the. Sorry to back up again. There are these castle things, these keeps, and each one has an overlord. And you're trying to build up armies so you can assault these things. And like you mind control orcs in the hierarchy to kind of help you assault this damn thing. And like they can spy and undermine, but you can also just like straight murder fools if you so wish and like if you get killed and disfigure you permanently yeah like, and so like and on top of that one of the cooler things is like you can like dominate like what was it called in ep and one like, it was dominate or something and like you could you could really injure them without killing them kind of thing and then they'd come back and there was like this one orc that i kept like i wouldn't kill him and it became a game where he'd like He'd hunt me down. He's like, he's like, you need to kill me. Like, he started off as just a normal-looking orc. And by like, the seventh encounter with him, he had, like, 
his face bolted back together with like strips of metal and nails, mm-hmm. a bag or like, a hook for a hand. He's like, please just kill me. And I'm like, no. Your suffering is not complete. Yeah, it's... Slowly. I don't normally engage with kind of the sadist, like, crazy mayhem part of video games as often as other people do, but, like, something about how it's orcs brings out the worst in me. This whole game is about literally, like, enslaving and dominating a lesser people kind of thing, except, like, you're totally an invader and kind of a dick on a warpath. Like, it's... If you start thinking about this at any point, you're like, I- I'm obviously the bad guy. I'm killing bad guys as well, but, like, I'm the worst bad guy because I'm, like, straight mind-controlling and, like, murdering my way through this culture. Like, I am actively destroying this shit. But I choose not to think about it some. It, 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 there's definitely a certain level of me going, like, your punishment must be more severe. It's like, you stole my... It's like, you, you hit me. That means you die. No one hits me and lives. That's wicked cool. Yeah, it's... If you like Shadow of Mordor, like, so far, it's like, hey, we took Shadow of Mordor and blew it up, and, like, the the combat's more or less the same, down to, like, most of the moves are the same and stuff like that. The skill tree is bigger, but at the same time, it's a, hey, we took the Nemesis system and made it fucking crazy. Like, there's so much shit going on with it, and it's blown out. It's a... It's really cool to see that system in action again. And, it, like, all the kind of randomly clued together piece, like, generated things in the game were, like, you, everyone will fight different orcs for the most part. There's some that As are preset, but, like, if you played the game and I played the game, I'd be like, oh, I have this guy named Throg Bane Skull. And you'd be like, I never met Throg. And that's because he was generated for my game. Like, the game put together parts to make Throgs. So you could play the game twice and have a different orc army and different favorites the entire way through kind of thing. And that's really cool. Yeah, it's... On concept, Shadow of Mordor is super cool. And, like, this is like, hey, we took that system and made it crazier, and the game's got some shortcomings. Like, the crazy open world from the first one feels a bit smaller this time because it's kind of segmented into areas that are controlled by the keeps and stuff like that. And I'm super enjoying it because I'm... It's... it's, It's... I call it kind of a cruising game where you can just kind of you can sit back, not think, and just like get in fights. You take out thirty orcs and like mind control two of them and turn them against their friends and like enslave a, bro- a yeah like, enslave a orc blood brother and have him kill his blood brother and like the game encourages the worst behavior, but then presents your enemy as these like kind of savage brutish cockney speaking orcs and like you said they're orcs you don't feel bad about killing orcs like it's like they're the nazis of fantasy they really are they really are like it's they get a horrible rap for no effing reason is entirely true unlike the nazis that have a very good reason for having a bad yes there's an extremely good reason for that one yeah no i that's it's actually interesting you mentioned that because I think one of the biggest issues this game has in some weird ways is it is still technically a Lord of the Rings game. Yep. And as a result, it still has some, like, ties into the Lord of the Rings that increasingly, like, the Shadow of well, Shadow of Mordor kind of made sense in the context of that, but good lord, it was, it was kind of, like, pulling things at the seams, and it was like, man, this barely works. This one sure as hell doesn't. Like, it's like this... 
part of me wonders if you'd taken this game and just put it in like a generic fantasy setting, no Middle Earth backdrop or anything like that, it would be a better game just because like they keep tying it back to Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, I don't care. I just came from a fight where I killed 200 dudes. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing this game for the story. Like in some ways, the story missions and the plot are the worst part of this game because they take you away from doing the cool shit, which is all the nemesis stuff and, like, the orc dating sim where you're like, well, I don't have any archers to back me up in the next assault. Let's go get me some archers. Having a non-sequitur, does it feel that way, or does it just feel completely the opposite? It's like you're stopping me from doing the fun part. Um, okay, so... I think I described Shadow of War as the best Assassin's Creed game ever made. Okay. A lot of people it's have said similar the... stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's got the Assassin's Creed free-running system into it. So, like, the reality is, like, 9 out of 10 times, you're gonna go in, like, stealth in this game is real, not stealth. It's it's really not stealth. Like, you can get seen, and you still have a good solid, like, two, three seconds to get the counter hill, to get the easy kill and stuff like that, but I... To deal with the witness. Yeah, like, it's really forgiving in that regard, and then it's got the Batman combat engine on top of that, so it's really, it's, you can go up, so as long as you are good at the system, you can really do a pretty good impressive job against a alarming number of guys, especially if you build it to your play style, where, like, in the first one, I focus very much on getting my execution number as low as possible, like, you've combos, right, I think I got to, like, every five hits, I could execute someone, mm -hmm. And then I had it set up so yeah, that I'm exactly on execute. <laughs> yeah. But then, so unlike Batman, on execute, I recovered 50% of my health. Mm -hmm. So I was capable of just tanking alarming numbers of enemies because it was like hit, 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 full health. Hit, 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 full health. Hmm. Constantly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I got... A, I, at one point in the original game, tried to figure out what the longest combo... Like, you eventually unlock an infinitely long combo string or something. It's like it maxes out at twenty for a long time, and I think like I got to the point where it's like it took me five minutes. But I got to like two hundred hit combo or something, mm -hmm. just because I was like, no, no, I'm not trying to get out of this. I'm just seeing like the orcs will spawn infinitely, and I'm just having fun with this. Um, on the downtime topic, there's collectibles. Like, I, what's downtime in Assassin's Creed? Like, it's it's get, collecting flags, getting on top of shit. Yeah side stuff yeah and that's what the down uh, the, yeah there's collectibles there's side stuff there's side missions if you really want like but that's the difference i guess like the game is that it's worse when you're quote doing the main story stuff the side stuff the focusing on the nemesis system and like getting your correct orcs in line and making sure you have a good enough army and like subjugating and murdering and like rising your guys to the ranks that's technically all side activity you don't really have to do it the game will be fucking hard if you're doing it rewards you as such like um so i played the first one so i loved kind of infiltrating the orc hierarchy so when i went to take out the first keep i had like 95 percent of the entire nemesis system for that area under my control so i rolled up and my guys just start betraying the overlord left mm -hmm. and right where it's like it's like Prepare the archers. Turn around, shoot the guys that are de they're hmm. defending. Open the gates for me, like, like, hey, we took the we, we took the control point for you. Thank you. Nice. Like a guy comes up to fight me, like four dudes just stab him straight in the back for me, and they're like, hey, boss. I'm like, 
Good on you, boys. Like, so the game rewards you for that, and that, like that's the focus of the game. Like it's mm-hmm. in so many ways, like, unless like the game in some ways would be better if it was just forty bucks and there was no story. It was like, hey, we have these zones. Go fucking nuts. Here's the justification for it. Like, it's dumb. Like, you you, you forge a new one ring of power at the start of the game, mm-hmm. and then you fucking lose it. And Shelob, the giant spider from one of the Fellowship of the Ring movies, shows up, but now she's a sexy lady, but also a giant spider. So I go back to the like, if this game, if this game wasn't trying to be Lord of the Rings in some way, it's just kind of a weird fantasy game where it's like, let me back up again. If Three Inches of Blood Slay the Orcs was just playing through the entire background of this mm-hmm. game and they weren't trying to make it a Lord of the Rings thing, and it was just like, you are Hans, Orc Slayer, it'd be a better game. But it's still a, it's still a lot of fun. Like, it's this will not win Game of the Year this year, mm-hmm. but it's this Nemesis system thing continues to be, like, one of the coolest things in gaming, and it's better this time around. So it's like, I got this mob with me. Come at me, bro. I've systematically been wiping out your command structure they all work for me now, bitch. That shit's really cool for me. And I kind of, it's like, I think yeah. back when we gave it a Chat of Mordor, the game of the year, we were like, wouldn't this be cool in like a Grand Theft Auto game or like a Monster Hunter game or something where you like, you have like NPCs that were like, you motherfucker, you. And that's what this game is. Like, it's Orcs being like, didn't I kill you? We're like, oh shit. It's like, oh, oh God, I want to die again. And. Once the, first, the writing for this game is super aware of what the game is. So you'll have orcs that are like, oh mm-hmm. no, just fucking kill me. I don't want to be bludgeoned again. Like, can't you see I'm deformed down to like, you killed my blood, bro- blood brother. I'm kind of okay with that. He was an asshole, but I'm still going to kill you for it. It's a very video game ass video game. Like this game revels in like, no, no, we're, we're not art. We're a fucking video game. Yep. We are a game. We understand that. Yeah, it's we're not trying. It's like we, we're not trying to be more than we are. In fact, the times we're trying to be more than we are, the game suffers for it. But like when we're willing to be a video game ass video game, this thing is fucking great. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, I, more on that. I'm not that far into it yet. I've been kind of kicking around in it some. Like I'm playing it like I played the end of Shadow of Mordor, which is I must own all of the orcs. Mm-hmm. So I move very slowly through that game, but still, it's like you will be mine. And the best critique of it, I think, has been like I think it was Control Delete actually, the web comic where it's this guy on like OrcFinder.com. He's like, I don't know, <laughs> resilient to fire, and his ghost pals like, oh, I can't wait to dominate all over that fucker's face. Mm-hmm. That's that, that's the best way of describing this game. Like you have a malicious shoulder demon going like, yeah, fucking ruin that dude's life. Don't kill him, though. Make him your bitch. Make him kill his friends, his family, his brother, his dog, his mother. Then kill him. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I, I'm i sure I've oversold it some. That is a dark-ass I've... dating website, though, of, like... Oh, yeah, no, but it's the best way of describing because you're looking at, like, all the orcs have, like, perks, and they have pluses and minuses and weaknesses and strengths. You're trying to balance shit against each other and all kinds of weirdnesses. It, it's really cool. Like the game does some 
it's hard to understate just how cool the Nemesis system is. Like, in the game's got some problems. The main character's character model doesn't look great. It's some real Batman-ass combat. It kind of plays like an Assassin's Creed game with an actual functioning stealth engine, though, too. So, it's fun. It's really fun. And as someone who likes games to be fun rather than good occasionally, I'm having a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's a good game. It's not a great game. Like, it's a... It's a solid three out of five, but it's a five out of five on the, like, is this game fun scale? Mm -hmm. Will you do some fucked up shit just because you can? Hell yes. Nice. But, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Uh, what have you been up to, man? Okay, so, for starters, I saw the new Blade Runner movie. What'd you think? I liked it. It's way, way, way too fucking long. How long is it? It's like three hours. <laughs> Damn, that's it's, a long movie. It is like Lord of the Rings length. Um, but other than that, it was enjoyable. I will admit, with hopefully not being burned at the stake, I haven't seen the original, just because eh. it's a thing I haven't gotten around to doing. Seeing this movie makes me want to see the original. Um, and the movie does or had some stuff in it that I found really interesting. Um... I don't want to talk about too much of the stuff in yeah, it because it is super spoilery. Yeah. Um, the main character is the weakest part of the whole story, but in a way that I really enjoyed because there's a lot of times that I'm just like, the scene you are in and the acting you are doing are completely opposed to each other. You should be... This scene is at odds with itself. Yeah. The, your character should be showing more emotion than this. Uh, I understand that he's fairly robotic in nature by design, but at the same time, he's also shown motion before. <laughs> sure. Um, so, I'll, I can talk to you more about it afterward if you have or haven't no, seen I, it. No, I'm going to try and see it soon, I guess. Maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. I, yeah, it's good to hear someone who did not see Blade Runner thought it was good, but long, but good. Yeah. Um, but did that, then afterward, the next day, I went paintballing. Ooh. Um, and I went with my friend's co-workers, one of which was his, uh, the owner of the company he works for and the company he works for. My friend helps manage like 78 locations, uh, across the United States. And it's the owner of that company. So it didn't dawn on me until I like was driving away that I had just played paintball with like a multimillionaire. <laughs> um, the dude was totally, like, just a regular garden variety friendly dude who was just, like, happy to hang out and totally cool. It um, was the cigars made of $100 bills that was the tip-off. Yeah, that never happened, but, yeah, that was that would have been. Um, some highlights on the day were uh, I made really good friends with the referees because um, I wound up in a scenario on a ramp part where... I could have absolutely lit a guy up from behind because I had him completely dead to rights, and I took the opportunity to surrender him. Sure. And, of course, this is a courtesy thing, and he didn't take it, and it got me shot because he got was able to get behind a thing and then blind fire, which most paintball courses, blind firing is a no-no. Um, if you're going to shoot at me, you better show your face or something so, to make this on an even playing field, or else it's just dumb. Um, also, it encourages... It ends badly, which is why courses forbid it. Um, but I wound up getting blind fired. I was like, ah, shit, that sucks. And then the ref came up to me and was like, the ref actually gave me a high five. He's like, dude, you didn't have to do that. And it was totally the honorable thing. Thank you for doing that, making my life easier. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm making friends with the refs. 
Um, and then by the end, because me and my friend are the only people there who had a, p a pump gun between all of us, uh, the refs, like, really liked us. Um, other notable things were, uh, I play, or we had to play this game where at the center of the field was, uh, two flags, and we had to raise our team's colored one. And what I didn't know is the refs had switched which side the flags were on, so I was on red team, and they put the red flag on blue team side, and blue team's flag was on our side. Now, the distance between the flags is roughly a foot. It wasn't like they were very far from each other. They were on top of a well. And I did not know they had done this, and I ran up and I put up the blue team's flag on red team. Um, mm -hmm. so, that, or, so, hilariously, I helped the opposing team win the game. Um, that said, they kind of overwhelmed the center point and pushed past that, so it didn't really matter anyway. They just controlled that area by the end. And so it didn't really matter whose flag was up. And then I also managed to flank pretty much an entire team and get like eight people out in one round just moving down the side and just crazy plays got behind a thing. Um, or got behind some stuff I wasn't supposed to. And a guy tried to bunker me and I shot him back. Um, and I actually went up to him after the game. I was like, running up to me like that was took a lot of balls because you are you have a rental gun and I do not. <laughs> Um, and then immediately yeah. after that, uh, I drove into Boston and went and saw the stand-up comedian Bob Marley with my, uh, brother, his wife, and my friend who I went paintballing with. And, uh, that guy is fucking funny if you haven't seen him. And no one wanted to sit next to you because you smelled like you'd been playing paintball earlier. There, there was a shower between these events. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also be like, I'd have multicolored, I guess, scalp because I'm balding, but... Uh, I'd have multicolored hair if I if I had gone straight with that. There's something magical about the post paintball shower where, like, for a brief couple seconds, you run with color. Yep, you just like run your hair underwater, and it just the water just turns pink and yellow, <laughs> uh, and orange. <laughs> um, the place we were playing at had yellow field paint, so it was all yellow. Yeah. Um. But that was an absolute blast. Um, and seeing Bob Marley, he was hilarious, talking about, like, having to fight with his cable company with his wife and his wife, like, calling him and uh, asking him to somehow reset her internet from his truck. Um, so did that. And then afterward, we went drinking at a uh, place called Jacob Wirth's in Boston, which is a uh, German bar. And the re or you'll like this part of the story, which is why I'm going I to tell I know Jacob Worths. Oh, you do? Oh, awesome. I know Jacob Worths. So we went, and my friend is like, okay, I'd like to buy a beer. And they're like, okay, what size would you like? And I don't know, what is it, tall and something else? Liter and two liter is typically the sizes it comes in, but... No, 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 the difference between and short. it's tall and short pints. Yeah. Um... They're like, what size would you like? And he goes, what's the biggest you've got? And the guy goes, well, we've got the tall, and then we have, um... The boot. Um, other. And he goes, huh? My friend goes, huh? Or, I'll take other, whatever that is. And they showed up with a legitimate, like, real German Oktoberfest beer stein full for nice. him. Um, so apparently that's what other is at Jacob Worth's if you ever yeah. find yourself there. Um, then after that, the next day, I got invited to play in an extra league in hockey and I skinned my knee wicked bad during uh, paintball. So have or 
when I took my gear off, my knee was covered in blood <laughs> uh, from core. playing hockey. Um, and then the last thing is yesterday I went to one of my coworkers' houses. This is all over the course of like five days. I went out like every single night between like here <laughs> and Friday. And uh, we played a shit ton of magic. And uh, he is a referee at a paintball course, and he helped me fix my paintball gun up. And it turns out I've actually been cleaning my gun wrong. Not in that there's anything dis- or not clean about it. I've been adding too much grease to it. So grease has been getting on the bolt, and then therefore grease gets on the ball. Therefore the ball flies wrong. Mm. And by the end of the night, he had the gun shooting like perfectly straight with like, he played with the dwell and all the settings on the gun, and he's like, I'm going to make your gun rip by the end of tonight, and he was not fucking joking. <laughs> oh my god, my gun has never shot so amazing. It, I was so happy with what he did. Um, So I've been calling, Chris, I know you'll never listen to this, but you are the paintball wizard. Yeah. Um. So that brings you up to speed with me. It was a lot of just, like, random shit, and me getting flung in every fucking direction. Yeah. So, but I'm hoping to go paintballing again before the season's out because I loves it. No video game stuff, really, or nah? No, Just chipping away at stuff. No video game stuff. I didn't. I didn't even play Persona Three this weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, I literally was like, every time I got in a car, it went to a location. I got out of the car and did a thing. That to be fair, paintball's kind of video games. Just the realest of video games. Yep. The graphics are really good. The rat, or really shitty, depending on who you are. <laughs> if, I, my, if my contacts fell out. Yeah. Man, it dropped down to 20 frames a second. Damn you, life. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lag. I should blame yeah. something that, on that. Uh, next time I'm at a. Uh, next time I get shot up in paintball, I'm going to say, what happened? Lag. Straight like bots at people. <laughs> yeah. Guess that means it's time for news, as we typically do things, unless you've got more you want to say. Nope, I'm good. Time for news, then. Uh, we're going to start off this week with... Uh, so we talked about the, the... We talked about Tyler 1 a couple weeks back. We talked about toxicity. He may have his permanent ban in league um, lifted. Really? Yes. Um, so maybe not for his... Not for the Tyler 1 account, but as you mentioned at the time, he kind of has this people... Uh, Riot is actively looking for him. If they find him, they ban whatever ID, whatever kind of account name he's made at the time. And I guess a Riot employee got out there, said some dumb shit, got fired, and now Riot is going has asked basically Tyler one to turn over all of his accounts. And if that they're going through them, and if they've found he has not been too toxic or not toxic, not clear exactly what the measure in this case, they're gonna let him play league again officially. It's probably a number of uh. What's it called? Uh, yeah. Tickets against him, whatever. Yeah. Uh, instant reports or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I guess good for him. Oh. I, I don't I don't know. It's that was kind of interesting. We talked about it. It's like, hey, um, this may be changing actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah. that is like the most recent of news. Wow. Yeah. Moving on from that, though, um, God Eater 3, the kind of animu, a little more sci-fi version of Monster Hunter I've talked about once or twice in this podcast, it has been announced. God Eater 3 is a thing. It's coming to real consoles. And by that, I mean probably PS4 or uh, 
Xbox so, One. They said home consoles. Ooh. So real stuff, which will be great because this game has primarily been developed for kind of the PSP and then ported to quote real consoles and it's not always made the jump well. There's a trailer out there. It looks cool. I have no real release date just yet. I I have uh, the PSP that I have is borrowed from yeah. a friend. Said friend acquisitioned it in Japan. And one of the games he bought was God Eater, and it is not in English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe one day I'll be able to play it, but uh, at the moment I I cannot. <laughs> God Eater is cool. Like it's it, it's, I dare I say it's kind of a Ruby Grim Eclipse of Monster of Monster Hunter. It's got kind of that vibe to it. Hack and slash kind of deal. Well, that it's just Monster Hunter. Like it's you're hunting giant beasts. Okay. And the difference being, you have the sword that. Is both a gun, a shield, and a melee and, and a melee weapon, and you can kind of equip different modes for each one of those things, and it comes with perks. And you have mm. a wristband on that used to eat gods. It's kind of cool, or like your sword thing turns into a giant mouth, which you eat gods. It's I don't like it as much as Monster Hunter because it's always been a little bit more anime-y, and there's something kind of really rewarding about Monster Hunter, where it's like it's for the thrill of the hunt. This one's always got kind of a save the world, and I'm like, I just want to hunt the giant dragon. Mm-hmm. It's all the motivation I need. I want its head for a helmet, mm-hmm. so that I might wear upon up, yes. atop my crown to let other yes. lesser creatures know that I will best them. No, exactly. Like that's that's what I love about Monster Hunter, which is it's like, where'd you get that? I killed nine of them and took their scalps and then sewed them together to make this armor, and it's pretty bitchin', right? <laughs> Yeah, I, I like loot games that, like, where'd you get the cool thing? I worked for it. Mm-hmm. How'd you get it? I played a shit ton of this game. I killed a hundred of those things. I took their stupid dorsal feathers and made a cape. Yep. And you did, like, ten of those, right? No, I needed fucking a hundred. You, you see these feathers? I had to get each one of them individually. And one of those things only has one. Mm-hmm. I, I genocide an entire species! To make this flowing ass cape. <laughs> I look dapper. <laughs> I look sharp. Yeah. That that's that that's Monster Hunter <laughs> at a glance. Mm. I I killed that thing that made its that made the leg bone into a sword so I could kill the rest of them. It was glorious. Yep. But I yeah. stopped in combat to resharpen my weapon ten times. And chase it across 13 load screen protected maps. <laughs> yeah, kind of, actually. <laughs> That's also Monster Hunter. They're fixing that for the new one, which is awesome, but the previous ones was it's like, well, right of this stone, time for a loading screen. Yep. <laughs> hope it made the jump. I hope it's past this loading screen, because if not, it's going to take me two loading screens to get back to where it was. You joke, but... I mean, no, is... this is based on experience. Fair. I didn't even play Monster Hunter. Uh, all of 10 minutes. Fair. I had a friend who showed me it. And also cha-cha. Ah. Uh, uh, yep. That and something about putting items into a box in a room with someone in it for some reason. Yep, that, that box talks to you. Yeah, that... Sure. Sure. That's that's yeah. the only answer I have that is the words S-H... Yeah. Or the letters S-H-U-R-N-E. Yeah. Well, shifting gears from medieval hunting games and animu wife not simulators... To um, the far reaches of space, uh, we've got some elite dangerous news. Um, 
basically if they're expanding kind of the player class stuff to player own care uh, players or player own carriers they're adding more multiplayer stuff next year it's it seems like uh elite dangerous whose major competitor you might say is star citizen is starting to realize they may have some actual competition in the upcoming kind of ownership of the space sim landscape and they're rolling out some really cool new stuff it seems i I always like it when games like that go, yeah, here's some giant-ass ships. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. They're expensive as shit, so if you've played a bunch of this stuff, you can get it. But yeah, that'll be rolling out in 2018. And at the same time, EVE is doing similar stuff where they're expanding. We talked a while back about how they had kind of the free-to-play um, alpha clone program. They're expanding what you can do as a free-to-play player, which is cool. Like Both of these guys are making meaningful steps in enticing you to stick with their game and in one case in eve's case they're enticing you to stick with it even though you're playing for free they're giving you more stuff that maybe you won't actually latch on to mm-hmm. and i for one i'm all for more games that involve space mm-hmm. yeah final frontier yeah i if i have one regret in life is that i will not live long enough to see like actual space cowboy shit mm-hmm. outlaw star will not occur in our lifetime yeah, I'm not sure I want Outlaw Star. I think I want, I want more Cowboy Bebop. Like, as much as I love Outlaw Star, I don't want to live in a world with magic bullets are real. <laughs> N- no, I totally want to live in that world. I shouldn't live in that world. I cannot be trusted with a gun that literally shoots magic bullets that are made by wizards. Has hyper beam in it, basically, or black hole. Hmm. I'm well, moving on from that to some other stuff. Um, Oculus has announced the Oculus Go, and they've put a picture and a video out there for it. And it appears to be, as the name implies, an Oculus with no cables. Huh. Can't quite... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's what I was asking for the other week, a wireless version of the Oculus. It's not clear if this is a standalone device. You still have to have a computer to go with it. But it appears to have a built-in battery. It's it looks like an Oculus. It's the first major announcement from them in a while, even since that whole lawsuit stuff that happened. So mm-hmm. not a lot of details. It will come out in early 2018, allegedly. Uh it's it's now labeled as from Facebook, so read it as much as you want. I maybe I have to buy one soon. Cause I did throw down last week saying I would buy one if it went fully wireless. So I'm currently looking at Oculus's website because they because yeah. they have the go because I wanted to see yeah. this thing. So the things that they are trying to advertise why you should get VR. One, 360 degree experiences, fair. Yeah. VR games, fair. <laughs> Social apps. Have you Finally, ever thought can... that online dating just wasn't creepy enough yet? And that maybe that there you should have just a bust of yourself. That's allowed to look around a room and interact with others. Yeah. Because now you can have all that. I don't know why you would want well, to. So but it we've exists. Never really... Facebook 360. What the fuck? It's the VR version of Facebook, I assume. Why does this? Because uh... Facebook makes a VR helmet. Like, that's why. Yeah, or I get that part. I was like, ugh. God, why did you let us do this? 
Yeah, no, and I think to your point, like, I don't, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but some instances of, like, people being extra creepy in VR games has made the rounds, like, people being shitty to other people with VR systems because, like, you can get inside of another person, and kind of, it's, it's it, to Jeff's point, it's the, yeah, let's make this extra worse. Mm-hmm. Mark Zuckerberg unveiled it. Yeah, he yeah, Facebook. Yep. Moving on from that, though, I think this may interest Jeff a little bit more than interest me, but I thought it was kind of cool. Um, Hulu has announced, the Hulu, the online streaming service, that they're going to have four new esports shows. They're partnering with um, ESL, and they're doing four things. They have Player vs. Player, which... By this quote is a gamified debate show featuring both shoutcasters and influencers arguing with each other for points. Boot Camp, a weekly series that will follow the Immortals esports team on their way to high-profile Counter-Strike Global Offensive tournaments in Oakland, California. That's some people a reality TV thing. Defining mm-hmm. moments, a kind of massive, a kind of new, a, quote, a kind of news magazine. ESL says it will offer impactful moments in esports history so esports news and esl replay a documentary style roundup of major esl tournaments created within one week of the live event so a lot of that stuff already exists and is just like yes but it's not on it's not on Hulu, it's not, no. yeah it's not on a major streaming platform that quote normal people access other than youtube um or Every person's ever been on YouTube. That's fair. Yeah, I guess I. But they don't go to Hulu. They go to Hulu for like TV and movies. This is the first one to kind of really. Yeah. Jump onto something like that. Type. It, this is produced content, not just yeah. hey, it's on there. Well, the thing is, is, a lot of this stuff there is like produced content like this. Like there is TSM and Immortals, and like every other team has their own like going week to week with interviews and professional production teams and like cameras throughout the houses they live in they're just like recording every minute and doing like back audio on it like these shows exist sure. uh they haven't been i haven't watched them since like they first when they first came out they were kind of interesting and then it's like the episodes are a fucking hour and i'm like Ugh. sure um when this was 10 minutes sure an hour no i guess um, the difference for me is that these are kind of more neutral they're not with the exception of one they're not based around one team they're kind of general esportsy as dumb as a sentence as that is yeah i mean there already is general esportsy stuff like on youtube and whatnot um yeah. i don't know there's a lot of this stuff like already exists like um, sure beyond the rift uh inside esports um summoning insight like a lot of this stuff's I'm, out there. I'm not saying it's new. This is the yeah. first time it's been a major streaming platform of this nature. Like it'd be kind. Of, this this falls in the same categories like CBS or NBC or Fox saying like, "Hey, Wednesday nights we're having an esports show." Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. guess it is a first step forward. I mean, I think it'll have more weight when somebody like Netflix jumps in. Hulu is a big it's, player, but like, yeah, I, I, Hulu's grown a lot recently. They're they're not Netflix big, but they also have the difference of they have weekly updated content. Like, they get shows the day after, if not like an hour after they air on TV. It's where I watch most of my TV at this point. Yep. 
Yeah, most people don't pay for Hulu, though. I know that you can sit here and yeah. explain to me the 10 reasons why I should, but the average person, on the whole, they don't have Hulu. Yeah. I don't know about that at this point. I, I've had Hulu for such a long time, it's become a... Mainstay. It's thing, yeah, it's like... We, we all have our stuff we fall back on. I suspect you watch a lot more Twitch than I do. I'm like, no, I got my Hulu. Yep. It's what I want. It's got garbage-ass TV shows. <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting they have it. We'll yeah, see how it plays out. We'll see how it does. I think if it does well, that could. Uh, we've I think talked a couple times with the idea of like what will be the catalyst that kind of finally forces some of this stuff more into kind of mainstream recognition. Mm-hmm. And I think if this does well on Hulu, then more major TV networks will start picking up on it, and that'll be the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Because like this is relatively low risk, like it's it's Hulu, like it's you're not dedicating time, you're dedicating just kind of storage space and money. You're not saying, hey, Saturday night is esports night. Yeah. After the football game, we got Counter Strike. Yeah. Followed by League of Legends, followed by Professional Hearthstone. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Wish it was games I cared more about, but beyond that, it's... See how it plays. It could go somewhere. That'd be kind of cool. Yep. That's going to basically do it this week for our news. We're going to use one last news story kind of as a jumping-off point. Um, we're going to rewind to a uh, couple to a thing I was talking about earlier, though, um, which also... Welcome to our main topic, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> loot boxes! They're in every fucking video game now, and I did not mention this while I was talking about my week, but... Most people are super concerned about the loot box system in Shadow of Mordor. And I'm here to say, it's kind of shitty. You <laughs> go to a pause screen, it's like, hey, you want a fucking loot box? Go buy one. And I don't get why you would get a loot, you would pay for a loot box in that game because you're kind of drowning in gear. The same goes for Destiny 2, where you're like removing one of the reasons to play that game by feeding it money. It's like, no, you have more stuff now. Yeah, but now I have less reason to play the game because you're taking away rewards I would get through just playing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so, in a news, and a thing that came out today, the ESRB has said it doesn't see loot boxes as a form of gambling, which I didn't know I had a strong opinion about until someone that has some kind of regulatory ability said, this isn't gambling, and my reaction to it was, Fuck you, it totally is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has so, a lot of the same problems with, like, Skinner Box manipulation and all that shit. Like, yeah. I, I think it's because we don't have as much freemium stuff in the United States as, like, China does because of mobile gaming. We don't see it as much, so the ESRB can do whatever they want. Like, they're not a... The ESRB isn't globally governing, are they? No, it's not. It's, it's just the U.S. Yeah. So maybe they just haven't seen the ripple effects of what it means in other places. Well, and one of the arguments against it is like you don't ever get an empty loot box. Like it's you're you're always guaranteed something. You may not want that something, but you do get something out of it. And I I don't like loot boxes that much. Like if I put money into a game, I very much I'm like I'm buying fucking that. Like I put money into Warframe so I could buy very specific things. I'm like I want that gun. 
Well, you could. I want that fucking gun. I will pay you money right now. How much money do I need? Two bucks. I have two dollars to spend. I want that thing. Well, what about the random version of it? No. Yeah. I mean, when you say that out loud, imagine if scratch tickets. Yeah. There were scratch tickets that's like a $5 scratch ticket. You're guaranteed to win a quarter. And they just took all those quarters off the like overall prize. So the yeah. main winner got very little. Those scratch tickets would sell like wildfire. Don't no, you and that's the thing. It's like you're, you're taking the thrill of gambling and then you always get something out of it. You always get that little taste. And now it's like, it's not gambling. I'm always getting something. It's not random. Like, well, it's random still, but I'm always guaranteed to get something. But like, let's rewind a step back. Like, how do you feel about loot boxes in general? Uh, I mean, they're a part of the ga- they're a part of certain games like Magic the Gathering and whatnot. Like, we have real life ones. Like, cracking card yeah. packs is the exact same concept. I don't necessarily like that. Um, it has a lot to do with drop rate, I think, and like content existence like in magic the gathering a lot of the things that make it worthwhile is when you crack a pack in a set there's several hundred cards in that set and there's rarity distributed among them so even if you didn't get something that's necessarily useful to you immediately you got something that's useful to you like tertiarily like you still got an uncommon or something that could be used in a deck maybe not necessarily the one you have Sure. Yes, that's bad if you're trying to build a specific thing, but if you're applying this to video games where it's like, okay, every pack's going to have at least some level of rarity of like, okay, it's going to have a really good primary firearm, the potential to have maybe an okay sidearm, and like a bad, or in a bunch of like grenade upgrades or something. Sure. Like, you're, it's a totally different model than just the like Hearthstone, or not Hearthstone, the like Overwatch one of the scale of one to useful on this is like very apparent. Like, yeah. either this is something you want or it's something you don't. Um. So there is a bit of, like, a... I don't know if there would be a way to blend those two methodologies to try and smooth it out a bit. Well, and I would say that to pile on your Magic the Gathering example, I guess the difference for me in that case is, like, you can calculate drop rates from that, like, in a much more real way. Yeah. Digital stuff, it's a little bit weirder. And, like, you're not going to get a ton of money for it, but you can just straight sell the magic cards you don't want. That You're not going to recoup too. your sales, but you can get some of the money back, maybe not a lot of it, but at the same time, if you've got like a shoebox full of junk cards you're never going to use, you could st- probably still trade those in or sell those for enough to buy another pack if you so wanted. Yeah. I mean, I there's a weird piece of me that makes it it's hard to put a monetary value on it, because the, no matter what the conversation is, it's about the fact it exists more than how much the value is. Sure. Because like if it was like, oh, magic cards cost $4 each, like, oh, you're wasting $4 on magic cards, and then if they suddenly drop to $1, we'd still have the same conversation about addictive personality. It's just now more readily available. Yeah, and I, I guess the difference for me in those cases is like in digital stuff, it occasionally can affect gameplay. Like Overwatch, loot boxes are fine because they're cosmetic only, but at the same time... You can straight buy those loot boxes. We all know someone who's done that at least once. Yeah, I'm not big on loot dropping for things that have stats on them. Yeah. That I don't really enjoy um, because it's so easy to, like, just get fucked. Um, And, like, imagine if I was, like, 
you know, a Destiny player or something, and I'm about to make, or I'm going to use the concepts of Destiny's example, not necessarily the game, if that sense That's makes fun. sense. Because these strokes are going to be broad. And imagine, like, I spent $60 on this game, and I'm playing completely nerfed because of some bad rolls of the Excel sheet. No, and for, and for better or worse, like, that game has RNGs for everything, but all the stuff you can buy... Um, with the imagine that was removed. Yeah, no, no, I guess, like, I was gonna say, for better or worse, like, for... Destiny, there's nothing... Almost nothing you can buy affects gameplay, except you can get sparrows, and that's, like, the one weirdness to it, but it doesn't matter that much. Like... No, I agree with you, Mike. When it changes the game, it becomes increasingly shitty. Where it's like, no, no, you have better guns. You shouldn't yeah. have these at this level kind of thing. Yep. Like, Pretty, yeah. I had uh, the moment of when I played um, Diablo 3, I got a, uh, it's like a Nargle ring or something. Yeah. It poops out four little kamikaze dudes that do a ton of damage. Sure. And it made my run through the game just like, cakewalk i literally had the scenario of a cutscene loaded while the boss was monologuing i poop out one little kamikaze dude every like 30 seconds yeah and during the cutscene they kept pooping out because they're real-time cutscenes yeah real-time spawn and all four of them spawned the guy start or starts with the initial battle roar all four of them kamikaze into him and killed the boss instantly and i was just sitting there like well that was fucking great was that a pre-order bonus or just something you got no, randomly it was pure luck wow pure luck i happen to get like just a god tier item and it's like this is kind of eh um whereas well, if just, i was holding items yeah. that like the game had handcrafted for this is a skill level item you should somewhat have available to you at this time frame like this boss battle is going to be difficult and interesting and you have to learn his gimmicks whereas i just lucked into literally didn't have to fight the boss well, at that point, you're just talking about kind of games with random drops at that point. Like, yeah. if, if that had been a pre-order bonus, I think it's a little more applicable. Or it's like, hey, I, I gave five bucks to the game because, like, whatever reason, it's like, oh, and I got this thing because it was ran a random loot box you can only get with money. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's the, the level of fury around the Shadow of War stuff. Like, it makes sense, but at the same time, I am playing it, and I have no plan to ever put money into that game, because I'm like, this is fun. I don't need it. I'm, I'm constantly getting gear I need and shit like that, so... Well, I mean, one of the big concerns with that game, and I'm going to be asked, saying this from a question standpoint, not from a sure. telling standpoint, is how much... How obstructive is it to progression? Because... It's not. It's, okay. it's purely a... It's purely a... Hey, throw us five bucks and we'll get you a box of random gear that's probably better than what you currently have. And I guess that's why I, I typically don't find loot boxes to be a big issue in my life. Like, it's the times I've found them annoying are very, very specific times that are eluding me right now, where it's been like, no, this is obviously pay to win. Like, it's random pay to win, which is shitty, but there is gear you cannot get in this game available from this paid system. Like, the Secret World kind of did that some, actually, where you could just straight buy shit, like pets and stuff like that, that maybe you could unlock, but some of the pets had some noticeable buffs on them. I think I figured out part of what it is. Hmm? Items that drop randomly in a lot of these games are untradeable. And that has a huge impact in that, like, 
your value on items is only established to yourself if you can't yeah. exchange them with other people. Because if it's, say, I get a really good, or you open a really good sniper rifle, and I open up a really good SMG, and let's pretend for a minute I really like sniping, and I know you like, you know, SMG rifles. I do. You and I can make each other both happier. As opposed to, we're both just stuck with what our loot was. Yeah. Um, I know some games like Borderlands does let you trade, um, but it's not as well, like... It, it's harder to like walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, here's my trade binder of guns," you know. Yeah. Tell me if anything jumps out at you. Um, I think has actually kind of a big impact on how loot-based things are received. If that makes any sense. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and that's like Overwatch. I don't think you can trade skins in that, can you? Nope. Yeah, like Destiny, you can't trade items. Diablo, you have the you had the auction house that got shut down though because dickish things were happening mm -hmm. i no i think there's a i think there's some relative there's some credence to what you're saying like it's the shadow of war one is weird for me because you're just making the single player easier and my reaction to that is just don't yeah. fucking play the game like don't yeah. take away the time you'd have to spend with this game like it's not an infinite amount of time like, and that's the Destiny argument for me, too, where it's like, oh, you can buy this shit. And I'm like, that's great. I I, I also get a bright Engram every time I level up at this point, so I'll slowly get all this shit eventually, too, I guess. Yeah. I can remember, and I didn't understand with um, my younger cousin, when he was, they were really young, they were playing, it was like a Temple Run, except it was skinned with the Wizard of Oz. And my younger cousin wanted to spend yet, the kid was like six at the time, Sure. He wanted to spend, he had like an Apple gift card to uh, pay for in-game currency to just unlo or unlock the levels he couldn't beat. In my experience with things like that, it's, you may be moving strictly progressively forward, but what makes you think that you are going to be capable of defeating whatever's on the other side of that yeah. level? Um, And I definitely saw this very much firsthand in League of Legends where I had a friend who got some... Um, xp acceleration sure not the or like accelerating you to level 30 and the players that he was put up against he wasn't really ready for what he got there um which don't get me wrong i i want to be or getting to level 30 is important and i bought xp boost but that's after i was trying when i was trying to make a new account and it's like okay yeah. i just need to get this to level 30 why because i'm a level 30 player um accelerating in-game using loot boxes doesn't increase your skill level. No, that's just it. Like, you have an example of, like, no, this is the time when pay-to-win stuff is good, where it's like, no, no, I'm trying to get back to my normal level so I can play against people that interest me. You don't want me down here in the garbage tier fucking shit up with you guys because I am better than you. Yep. I want me out of here as fast as possible, just like yeah, you like, do. You don't want me here. I don't want to be here. I want to play against people that are a lot better and... Like, in those situations, the game's only going to let you progress so fast because a win is a win, and just because you have a secondary account doesn't mean you get to progress faster. Yep. I mean, yeah. in, in some ways, it's not like you really want to either because you'll wind up getting as far as you're going to get and realize that you have, like, no currency with which to back up Sure. anything. Sure. Um. You'll, you'll get there and be like, well, I guess this... This I'm gonna have to choose between having a good gun or good armor. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know. In, in some ways, with a lot of games, like, you just have to put in the hours. Like, yeah, no, it, it's... I don't know if it's, like... Because sports are becoming less of a thing, and I don't want to go totally down this path, but, like, when it comes to hockey, the only way for me to get better at hockey is to get on the fucking ice. Like, yeah. there's no thing I can purchase to just make me better. Um, Somehow this all ties into loot boxes. No, but it, it's... <laughs> to reel it back in a little bit like it's one of those things where loot boxes are aimed at those people that will compulsively buy them like it's like the most people won't engage with them but you can catch a whale like your cousin who's just like, i'm just gonna buy to get past these levels yep yeah i there's been a lot of really weird microtransaction stuff lately which is why i thought this is worth talking about and the fact that the esrb is totally cool with it i guess i find it a little annoying because there's enough videos out there of people buying, like, 50 Overwatch loot boxes and that crazy, like, buy-em-all deal and getting a ton of duplicates. Like, for better or worse, that feels like you lost at that point. Like, that's that's gambling. You were hoping on new stuff, and yes, you got something, maybe. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like, if I get five of the same thing in a game with only cosmetic unlockables, mm -hmm. I only got one thing. Yep. I got it once. Like, I, it's not a... Those things don't level up over time, I don't think. What doesn't level up? Like the the cosmetic stuff in Overwatch doesn't level up with the more times you get it and shit like that. Like No. But what yeah. it does is it gives you in game currency to spend on stuff you want instead. Sure. My example's not perfect, but it's still it's like no no, you could technically speaking, you could put money into the slot machine and get something out that you already have and the game's not tracking necessarily what you do and don't have or so you can get duplicates which in my brain is just losing at that point mm -hmm. you've gotten something kind of worthless mm -hmm. yep yeah. now that can happen yeah i don't know it's i guess we'll probably see where this one winds up going like the shadow of mortar one is pretty fucking egregious the destiny one i think people were real outraged at one point in time and that's subsided because we were pissed off about it's kind of a eh does this actually matter you buy more drops or is it just drops are the thing I you thought. can buy bright engrams and bright engrams are only cosmetic stuff really they, they they don't have any real impact on the game with the exception of maybe early access to sparrows and like the thing is as you play destiny when you after you get to a certain level every time you quote level up you get a bright engram for free. Like, it's mm -hmm. none of the things you get in the game with, like, maybe one or two exceptions, and those are more neutral bonuses you get mm -hmm. in any way positively or negatively affect what you're doing in the game. You'll just have more shaders and maybe a cooler ship or something, which then goes back to my argument of, but you can also get that shit just by playing the fucking game, so you're actually robbing yourself of rewards you might want mm -hmm. by just buying rolling the dice on them mm -hmm. yeah okay i mean yeah. i guess it'd be shittier in destiny if it's like you know buy extra just random drops yeah and that's what people kind of had the reaction to originally and it's not like there's some there's some exclusive armor you can get only from it but it comes in at like super low levels so you still have to go through the process of powering it up and again it's purely a cosmetic thing and you can technically get it from random drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's... 
yeah, it's so long as it's not a game affecting thing, I'm not sure I care that much. It can get kind of scummy, I guess, and the fact that it's not a, it, it's more the fact that like people are super okay with it. Where it's like, no, it's fucking gambling, at least kind of, and maybe we should start treating it as such. Mm -hmm. Like you're buying a fake currency that you then put into a slot machine and stuff comes out. Like that's a casino. Like I can't like. I buy chips to put in a slot machine and maybe stuff comes out I want. Mm -hmm. That's gambling in my mind. That, that's, that's what that whole process is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess moving on from that, we have some emails this week, but before we get to that, if you wanted to contact us, Jeff, how would you go about doing that? First, you need to get a fucking massive-ass piece of plywood. Okay. Then you're going to take the piece of plywood, line it up, and you're going to take a paintball gun. And then you're going to take that paintball gun, you're going to write out your message in alternating colors of paint. Um, basically anything but red. I encourage blue if you can find it, even though that's technically mines and grenades color. Uh, yellow, pink, orange, anything else, more than happy. Shiny, gloss, oh, and you have to have some of those holy blessed paintballs that are like actually blessed blessed by a preacher that exists. You know, yeah, that's, they keep, that's a weird brand. It's really it's it's excellent for fending off vampires. Um, should that be one of the problems that you have? Um, and then you write your letter out in that, and then you take a picture of that and post it to Reddit. And then eventually, because it's just fucking awesome, it'll make its way to the front page, and then Charlie will most likely see it and read it on this podcast. Or alternatively, you could reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Alex? All right, you're on a burrito run. He'll be back Wickedawesomecast soon. at gmail.com. Spell as it sounds, all that jazz. Um, link down in the show notes. But we have two emails this week. Woohoo! Thank uh, you. So, yes, thank you for writing in. They both are inspired by last week's metal discussion, it seems. So we'll go to the first one. Coming in, that subject simply reads, Will there ever be another metal cast? <laughs> Uh, let me read through email okay <laughs> hey Jeff and Charlie and not but not Alex since you were out last week he's also out this week why while I'm not a fan of metal hearing Jeff and Charlie talk in depth about the musical genre was surprisingly entertaining I know there were several jokes about how this was a desperate topic but is it possible in the future there will be another main topic that has nothing to do with video games Patrick strong possibility <laughs> quite strong possibility so and Jeff doesn't even know the answer to this one so if this ever took off enough that we could, like, justify running an actual Patreon, I was going to try and trick Jeff into starting a side podcast called The Metal, which was just me and him talking about metal once a month. <laughs> That'd be a premium content thing. Well, Charlie wasn't kidding when he said Jeff did not know about this. Jeff, Jeff did not know about this plan. <laughs> like, I, It's been something I've kicked around a couple times every once in a while. Like Every time I go to a show, I'm like, I should just have a metal podcast. And I go... <laughs> I don't go to enough shows right now to justify that. Yeah. I mean, or I guess back to the question though, a lot of, I, I'd be more than happy to No, It wouldn't, it would have to not be anytime soon. There needs to be some time yeah. between the two, but I'd be more than happy to talk metal again. And I definitely foresee our future containing more sometimes non uh, video game based topics. Yeah. Um, that last week was kind of a stars aligning thing where for better or worse, Alex is not a big metalhead fan. But me and Jeff were, and there was nothing to sink our teeth into main topic-wise. So we just kind of rolled with it. Yep. Yeah. 
Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, thank you for that. That was awesome. Yeah. So, second email, just titled, When is the return to Brutal Legend? Return to? Hey, Jeff, Alex, and Charlie. All the metal talk last week reminded me that, at one point in time, Charlie threatened to redo the Brutal Legend playthrough in a way that would not result in it getting muted courtesy of YouTube's copyright policy. Are there actual plans for this, or is this just another version of Blood Drunk? Nathan, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hello to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, Charlie is closer to your state than ever. Yes. <laughs> taste the mediocrity of Pennsylvania <laughs> and your amazing pretzels. Mm. Um. So, I mean, that one—that one's all on you. That one's gonna be mad difficult to do that without having to go through monetization and making a nightmare for yourself. So it was actually kind of funny we got this this week because I was going through, um, as you may have noticed, contents going back up on the channel again. And as going through kind of part of that process, I realized a couple of our videos have been tagged for not um, suitable, whatever, for advertising. And the majority of them make sense. Um, the fuck that fucking Dream Daddy videos get tagged is fucking bullshit, but that's a separate topic. Uh, but like a lot of our um, a lot of our Metal Gear Solid stuff got tagged. A lot of our Until Dawn stuff got tagged, which again makes a shit ton of sense. Some of our more violent stuff. Um, so I'd be lying if I said I hadn't done a couple tests to see what settings I could play around with in Brutal Legend to maybe make this work. And also, if there's a way around just having the string straight muted. And I, the answer is there's still a plan to maybe go back and do that. You will know that plan is in full motion when the old Brutal Legend videos straight vanish. Like that will be the herald of things to come, if you will. Um, the best solution I've come up with, which I don't like, is to just turn off all the background music in that game. And I think I've joked about how I, I just sing all the songs that are supposed to play at certain points. <laughs> and while that joke is funny to me, it's also would require me to play that game again and take notes of like, oh, this is when Dragon Force's Fury of the Storm plays. Mm-hmm. And then have the lyrics printed out so I can Scream read them. Motorhead. I basically... Uh, it's it's on the works. I've also looked into, like, you only get hit with copyright stuff when you try and monetize stuff. So, and just running a series where you don't monetize it might be the thing. And also, like, maybe turning down the background sound so you can still kind of hear it, but it's also not really there. That might fix it some, too. I It may happen. It's a, It's a larger topic than... I really want to go into right now because it's it's weird. Like I'd love to do, I would love to do more brutal legend stuff, but by the very nature of that game, making it more copyright friendly removes one of the best parts of that game, which is all the music in it. Mm hmm. Yep, that is one of the more important things. Yeah. Yeah. That's the answer to that, I guess. Um, hope that answers your question, Nathan, and thanks for writing in. Yeah. That's a free mail this week. Mm-hmm. I like how we managed to go two weeks in a row without ever talking about Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> I haven't put it on the news. We fucking forgot to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2. I think the fact we forgot to talk about it is pretty like, yep, it trailer came out. It looks cool, whatever. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week, I think. Um, anything else you want? Anything you want to pimp quickly? Anything people should be aware of, Jeff? Uh, things people should be aware of? Um, they should be aware of bears and their immediate proximity. 
And how they fucking own Russia. Yes, they do. Uh, they actually own the deed and title to the country of Russia. If you actually look at Russian history, you realize that the majority of all decisions made in Russia benefit bears. Mm. I found an awesome subreddit called Proof My Crazy Theory Rights, and there was one that was just titled, like, Proved Me Bears Own Russia. I'm like, I need to read this shit. <laughs> and it's very well thought out. If you also want a good read, there's another. There's a subreddit called R Shitty Conspiracy Theories. Mm. <laughs> that one's full of good stuff. So it, I it's can imagine. R Shitty Science's younger brother. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. that, that is the noise that we do need to go out on. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the metal. Mm.